it's time to sharpen your mind corn. Charge those pineal crystals and lube that hippocampus to full throb as we get ready to play the world's favourite surf trivia game, Brainzone! Please welcome the trivia swami of the Swellian Army, Ronnie Blakey. Welcome back to Brainzone, the surf trivia podcast. Well, thanks for the amazing feedback on episode one, the GOAT special on Kelly Slater. It went off. Had uh, a number of messages from Ke- Kelly's old sparring partners, his tour buddies, Ross Williams, Noodles, Jake Paddo, Belly, who travelled with Kelly mm. for Yonks, Richie Lovett, Luke Munro, to name a few. The Hog was calling. He scored 17 out of 20. Not bad. Didn't get the uh, the car, but he did pretty bloody well. Mm. Now, if you like the show, give it a follow or subscribe and enjoy dumping some of the uh, sometimes useless surf intel you're sitting on. Hey! I forgot to tell you an amazing bit of trivia relating to the GOAT trivia. And that is that I beat Kelly Slater at a trivia night at Benji Weatherly's bar in uh, Halle Eva one night. True story, dog. I remember that. Yeah. And uh, how'd that go down? One of the great memories. Yeah, didn't even say goodbye. Just walked out. Little <laughs> puff of smoke where his ears used to be. Bit of steam coming out the old ear holes because uh, Vaughn had done him in. And the last question was a doozy. We won on the last question. Uh, I can't remember what it was. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, let's get ready for more trivia. Yes, well. This week, it's time to get frocked up or in your best suit to stomp the red carpet in our surfing in Hollywood theme. Vaughn is going to be my co-pilot again this week. He'll play the Chewbacca to my Han Solo. And <laughs> 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 kick in with some insightful nuggets along the way. The format... It's simple. 20 questions. You'll have about five seconds to spit your answers out. You keep score. Battle friends, family, strangers, or just test how deep your well of surf knowledge goes. What are we playing for? Well, that's your call. Cash, beers, lunch. What about this for a suggestion? Mm. The loser caddies for their mate for a week, waxes their board, hangs out their wetsuits, puts their fins in, sunscreens their back, cuts up their steak. That could be fun. Hangs out the wetties. Oh, oh, is this? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was going to say. Fruitalised. Especially after that morning coffee. All right, let's do this. It's time to unsheath your mind swords and have a swing at today's questions. Good luck. Alex, come jump in with it. Question one. In the original Point Break, what actor played FBI agent Johnny Utah? Keanu Reeves, of mm. course. Did he get that, job. get that role because of Ted from Bill and Ted? That was pretty surf-related, wasn't it? Yeah, he probably did. Question two. Which Australian Surfing Hall of Fame inductee worked as a professional stunt double for the character Tyler, Johnny Utah's love interest in Point Break? It was Jodie Cooper. Swelly and Queen. One of the all-time greats. We hold her at the pinnacle of the Swelly and experience. Jodie Cooper, the Queen. Bonus question. Mm. Who did the surfing stunt work for Patrick Swayze's character, Bodie? Alex, come jump in with it. It was Archie, Matt Archibald. I remember just seeing the, the clips. It actually just added, you know, so much clout to the movie. As a, a, a true surf fan, when you saw Archie's silhouette in there, just cutting mean shapes. I know, but it, the classic Hollywood stitch-up 
is that whoever's running the editing room doesn't understand the natural goofy thing. Oh, I'll be and dumb. Archie turns up as a goof in a couple of shots. I'm just like, no, yeah, it's ridiculous. no. And then that director goes on to win an Oscar. Yeah, Catherine Bigelow, the first woman to win uh, an Oscar for for directing. Um, all right. Question three, still on point break. While on a DNA-gathering blitz, FBI agent Angelo Pappas startles which San Clemente Ripper having a Dutch oven under a towel on the beach. Dino and Dino. Kaloe's old man. Classic. I'm just glad they were getting DNA samples from his hair and not from his semen because uh, <laughs> they would have needed a much bigger test tube. Really <laughs> big. Question four. What was the title for the 2011 film about shark attack survivor Bethany Hamilton? Alex, come jump in with it. Soul Surfer. What a movie. Yeah, one of the favourites for uh, for my kids. I think uh, they just instantly fell in love with Bethany's never-say-die attitude. But, uh, yeah, yeah, good segue. <laughs> Question five. In the animated hit Surf's Up, a bunch of high-profile surfers are featured. See if you can identify these voices. Two riding is, is the ultimate, ultimate thing in surfing, to ride inside the wave and, and make it out of it. It's almost impossible to describe. There's nothing I can compare it to. Well, the wave is the perfect combination of beauty and danger. Even the pros are terrified of this place. Section behind me, it's called the Boneyards. Very few surfers have ventured in there and come out alive. We're here at the surfing capital of the world, Pangu Island. Ooh, that's tricky. I think you're going to have to hit the backwards 15 seconds button on this one. I'll give you a sec to do it. Don't do it if you're driving. Righto, Ron. Tell us who it is. In this order, it was Mike Parsons... Jake Patterson, Kelly Slater, Rob Machado, and Salema Masakela, who uh, worked as the commentator on the flick. Is Surf's Up the greatest Hollywood surf film? Like, I think there's an argument that it is. I think they nail it. You know, some Hollywood surf films are pretty cringe, but that one, despite the soundtrack being the most reprehensibly cringy thing on earth... Is uh, I think the most feel-good Hollywood surf film ever made. Yeah, I think it took a, a lot of cues from North Shore mm. um, when you you sort of tap into the storyline of the movie. Um, but yeah, you might be right there, Vorno. I've got a question uh, a little later that might speak to that. Okay, question six in the two thousand eight comedy flick for getting Sarah Marshall. Which Momentum Generation star serves up the film's protagonist Pete two bottles of rum? For breakfast. Alex, come jump in with it. It was Kalani Rob. Mm. He's had a few impressive cameos over the years. He was in Blue Crush, uh, featured in an episode of the rock show Ballers. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was on his way when I saw his cameo in uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. I thought I thought he was on his way. I thought, here we go. This is yep. it. Kalani Rob, finally. And, um, yeah, I, I kept a, an eye out for him in – I kept an eye out for him in um, – <laughs> Yeah, that's about gonna, right. No. <laughs> uh, wait, wait, wait. No, no, yeah, keep going. Uh, <laughs> question seven. Oh, fuck. Which young Aussie ripper made his acting debut in the flick Bosch and Rocket? 
It's a tough one for uh, for people outside of Oz, but it was a pretty uh, pretty solid flick over here. I think people might be more familiar with this guy's older brother. I think so. Mm. It was Rasmus King. And, uh, yeah, he did a, a great job in his first... First film, also featured in six festivals not long after with his older brother, Caius King. That's by uh, Macario D'Souza, the director of Bra Boys, the film yeah. documentary. Narrated by Gladiator Russell Crowe. Are you not entertained? Hey, Kid Mac. And uh, I, I guess the, the big thing is Rasmus is kind of gathering some momentum as a young actor here in Australia at the moment. And uh, the next big project that he's got is playing Silverchair's Daniel Johns in a short film called What If The Future Never Happened. And, uh, yeah, I've seen the trailer. I don't know when the the short feature is is actually going to be available to everyone, but I can't wait to see it. Mm. Big role. That's massive, man. And uh, Razzie's older brother, Kais, just came second in the crew event over in Indo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. Uh, to good old Morgs, another superstar from uh, a yeah. very popular film made a couple of years ago, Postcards from Morgs. So actors all over the place yeah. in the surf universe at the moment. Question eight. Aussie regional qualifying series battlers, Samson Coulter from Manly and Ben Spence from Margaret River start alongside Simon Baker in what film? Breath. The uh, film was adapted from the book of the same name by author Tim Winton. It was Baker's directional debut. Vaughn, you know uh, Simon. He's I the do. original Bakehouse. <laughs> <laughs> he is. Uh, yeah, I actually cannot believe how good Ben Spence acts in that film, Breath. Samson's great. <laughs> but Spenny just like, I was just in. Yeah. Pikelet and was his mate's name. Anyway, beloved book, uh, Tim Winton, Breath, and Simon Baker did a wonderful job there. And and um, little factoid for you, Simon Baker's stunt double in that film was uh, Heath Josky from Valor Beach, where mum lives. So full circle, Ron. <laughs> <laughs> Question nine. Clark Gable, the man once considered the king of Hollywood, was the stepfather of which American surfer and surfboard design pioneer? Alex, come jump in with it. Bunker Spreckles. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, that's going back a little bit, but uh, yeah, pretty interesting. There's actually a documentary, um, Bunker 77, by our mate Takuji Masuda. Oh, and, yeah, Tuck. Uh, yeah, worth checking out for sure. An amazing surfer and one of the original rock stars. Mm. He employed Art Brill one time just to, to travel the world and document his adventures. And they went all over the place. And uh, yeah, it was a wild ride. Question 10. Which renowned North Shore Charger did the pipeline stunt work for Kate Bodsworth's character Anne-Marie Chadwick in the movie Blue Crush? Alex, come jump in with us. Noah Johnson. Yep. Now I whacked on a wig, stuffed those big plums into a skimpy triangle of lycra. Must have been uh, like making a tadakan on Thanksgiving, Vorna. Like stuffing a chook inside a duck and then somehow ramming it all into a turkey. <laughs> How did he do it? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, former Eddie winner, so plenty to pack away there. Um, 
Uh, did they Photoshop Kate Bosworth's head onto his body at some point? Yeah. Like early yeah. CGI kind of stuff? Yeah, they, they attempted it. Yeah. Not, a, not a fantastic 10 matchup. But uh, Rochelle Ballard did most of uh, the stunt work for Kate Bosworth's character in the movie. Uh, but yeah, Noah filled in for the, the, the pipe shots. And mainly they called him in because they wanted to get some big wipeout images. And uh, they certainly got that. It's funny, Always isn't it? fun like, to uh, Getting paid to go over the falls in surf Hollywood surf films has been pretty lucrative for some surfers. Derek Dorina, uh, the you know Hawaiian heavy, he did it at Waimea Bay for Point Break. Um, I believe. Yeah, Big Wednesday, Bruce Raymond. Brucey Raymond from Big Wednesday, yep. yep. And um, Noah Johnson. And uh, anyone else spring to mind? There's a couple more, but uh, I don't want to give anything away. We've got okay. some questions coming up. All right. But, yeah. uh, question 11. In Blue Crush, who played Lane Beachley? Alex, come jump in with it. Who do you reckon? Lane Beachley. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but um, Vaughn, in a, a movie about your life, who, who would play you? Hmm. Look, a few people have said to me that. Uh, is it Walter White? Brian Cranston from Breaking Bad just chucks some Okanui's on him and send him down the beach. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I guess that's who'd play me because uh, I've had a few people say, you look like that cunt from Breaking Bad, eh? And Phil Mackett. Yep. And uh, I could cop that. He's pretty bad. Yeah, I think. Who'd play you, dog? Oh, I don't know. John Morning. Stamos? Yeah, yeah, there you go. Question 12. Which major franchise featured Laird Hamilton in the opening scene of one of its films? Alex, come jump in with us. Here's a clue. When Laird makes his morning coffee, he likes his Laird superfood plant-based creamer, shaken, not stirred. It was the James Bond franchise. It was the 20th film in the series. Bonus point if you can remember the title for that film. Die another day. Oh, I thought you were going to say pink eye <laughs> or uh, <laughs> uh, golden donut uh, or brown one. finger. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, yes. Yeah, I knew it would only take a couple of episodes before we went there. Yeah, wrong. mate, doesn't take long. Question 13 Chasing Mavericks is the story of which late great big wave hellman from Santa Cruz? Jay Moriarty. God, it's a small world, isn't it? I remember just uh, after that film came out, we were at a stance party with Nutty Walker uh, in Bondi. Yeah. And uh, Gerard Butler came out. I think he was filming uh, something in Australia at the time. And, mate, he was just pissed and sweaty and making an absolute cunt of himself. And uh, <laughs> I loved him for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Gerard Butler played uh, Frosty. Richard Frosty Hessen was one of the uh, the pioneers uh, at Mavericks, I actually met him one year when the Coldwater Classic was on Frosty. He was a lovely guy. But, uh, yeah, Jay Moriarty had that amazing cover of uh, Surfer Magazine mm, yep, as a, the, a teenager, uh, just doing a full, you know, reverse cartwheel down the face of a, a bomb wave. Just it's like a big acid drop, eh? a big tail huge drop. Huge tail drop. Mm. And, uh, yeah, just 22 when he died. Just a, a, 
um, a day before his 23rd birthday, it was a, a free diving accident in the Maldives. So tragic. Yeah. Question 14. What was the title of the film starring Sean Penn as Jeff Spicoli? One of the absolute classics, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Bonus question. In Spicoli's pro-surfing dream sequence, which Aussie world champ is seen threading a pit? Alex, come jump in with it. The great Wayne Rabbit Bartholomew. He's proud of that too, isn't he, Bugs? Yeah, Bugs. He claims it. Yeah. He goes, I was in Fast Times at Ridgemont High, mate. And he starts punching the air and doing his little bug shuffle. Oh, it's huge. Oh, it's so good. It's, it's like we come from an era, Ron, where, you know, getting hold of surfing on the screen was so difficult. Like, you only had your VHS cassettes. That was it. And if you saw any sort of surfing in a Hollywood film, you'd almost just fucking... Yeah, squirt sauce. <laughs> you'd almost... Yeah, you'd almost uh, you'd just lose it. You were so happy. Like, even in Point Break, which you knew was a full-blown Hollywood surf film, the surfing in it still stoked you out because yeah. you got to, you know, see it on the big screen where you, f- you felt like it deserved. And it was a big deal, you know, to have uh, Bugs in this, you know, all-time just pop culture comedy classic thread in the tube, especially with, like, you know, a character like Spicoli. Uh, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. And we got a lot out of that little dream sequence too. In fact, there's a, a couple of lines from the dream sequence which feature in their Ain't That Swell intro. There is too. Well, I'll tell you, Stu, I did battle some humongous waves. Oh, those guys are back! <laughs> Question 15. During the filming of Point Break 2, which underground Aussie charger took an awful beating at Maxing Chopes, breaking his jaw, slashing his face up and copping some puncher wounds to the neck? Laurie Towner, you got fucked up Ooh. proper. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when, when someone like Laurie is telling you that was one of the worst wipeouts of his life, you, you know that it, it must have been close to, to the end for him. Heavy. That's so heavy. And um, Dylan Longbottom sharing a wave with Bruce Irons on that shoot as well. Yeah, that's right. That's, uh, you know, probably the the pinnacle moment in the film. There's not a lot of highlights in it. Oh, it is awful. Um, but, yeah, he shared a, a barrel with Bruce uh, Laurie was actually supposed to be in Bruce's posse in the film until he uh, he wiped out. But, uh, yeah. Hectic. And a uh, big shout-out to Dill, if you're listening, mate. Uh, I know that you are just suffered a, a pretty fucking horrendous beating as well with, uh, you know, broken ribs, punctured lungs, collarbone gone, and uh, was in the ICU for a while on the man doggy. Question 16. Jerry Lopez starred alongside Arnold Schwarzenegger in what 1982 film? Conan, the Barbarian. Do you know what his character's name was? I do. <laughs> oh, yes. Subutai. Who are you? I am Subutai. Uh, but, right. yeah, the, uh, the interesting thing about that, the uh, film was directed by John Milius, who also directed and wrote Big Wednesday, and uh, he was such a big fan of surfing. I think that's probably why he pulled Jerry Lopez into the flick. Um Jerry also featured in Big Wednesday. Question 17. What were the names of the three main characters in Big Wednesday? First names only. Alex, come jump in with it. Matt Johnson. Leroy 
I'll also uh, accept the masochist. Smith. And Jack. Barlow. What a movie. Jesus aged well. Oh. Might not have done well at the box office, but it's so good. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it's, uh, I actually watched it in the lead up to uh, this episode. Um, the surfing in it's really good. Uh, you can tell that the director is a surfer. You know, he, he gets a lot of the, those finer details right mm. that, that sometimes do go wrong in those big Hollywood surf films. Um, but, yeah, great cast too. Uh, Jan Michael Vincent as Matt. Gary Busy. Busey. <laughs> the old Buse as uh, Leroy and William Cat uh, as Jack. And, uh, yeah, William Cat obviously uh, went on to play the, the greatest American hero. And I've worked it out, Vaughn. <laughs> I've worked it out. Who is he? Griffin Colapinto is <laughs> the greatest American hero. <laughs> uh, you got to go check it out. If you don't know what it is, it's a, um, a classic old TV series uh, about a bumbling superhero. And it's Griffin Colapinto. It even kind of looks like him, but, you know, he's just a, a joker. He's got a good vibe. And, uh, yeah, Griffin, at the end of this year, might just go on to become that hero. Mm. Just on another note here, dog, maybe this might be the place to bring it up. Uh, Gary Busey is in Point Break. Mate, he's huge. And Big Wednesday. Yep. Jerry Lopez is in Big Wednesday and Conan the Barbarian and North Shore. Salema Masekela is in Point Break 2 and Surf's Up. And John Philbin, who played John Turtle Philbin, in the North right. Shore, he's in North Shore. And point break. So who and wins? Who wins out of the, out of those guys? If you're going to give the Oscar to the guy who appeared in the two biggest best surf movies, I, I give it to Turtle. This is the thing with with John Philbin for me is he is away from the movies. He's a core surfer. Mm. Met him in on the North Shore a bunch of times. Lovely dude, um, but one of the most interesting things about him is he was actually. In Grudgigan at G-Land when the tsunami hit as well. What? Yeah. So no he, he still way. goes over there and he actually went over for the, uh, you know, the Tsunami Brothers reunion with, with Rob Bain and uh, Simon Law was there as well. And he features in Monty Webber's documentary, uh, on, uh, which is titled Tsunami Brothers. Um, but he's just a core surfer. But, uh, yeah, he's, his work in uh, North Shore is, just makes him a surf, mm. surfing in Hollywood icon. Yeah, I think I'm going with Busey. Yeah, I just think Pappas and uh, Leroy the Masochist are just yeah. two of the all-time surf characters. Yeah, one of his best lines too has to be in in Point Break. He's so hungry he could eat the ass out of a dead rhino. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's fun. That it's amazing the the crossover. Obviously, uh, once you kind of you crack that role as a surfer mm. in Hollywood, you you're one of the first people they think of. When they're cool. going there again. Question 18. What CT event winner stunt doubled for Blake Lively in the Sharks thriller The Shallows? Alex, come jump in with it. It was 2022 Margaret River Pro Champ 
Isabella Nichols, who also just had a big win in the Changa down there at Narrabeen, the Challenger Series uh, event. She's she's riding high on the Challengers. She's on her way back, but uh, yeah, that was pretty cool. Her and uh, Blake became really good mates. Too. That's crazy. I would have thought Lakey Peterson would be a startup for that. They, like she kind of looks a bit like. Well, they filmed it here in Australia. So uh, did they? Whereabouts? I think uh, up north. Up around uh, in Queensland somewhere. Yeah, right. And were the uh, were the Mad Hooies the um, the shark consultants on that film? Do you know? Yeah, maybe. I seen the shark coming, and then I just threw the the budgie cage in front of it, and it just bounced off that. Question nineteen: Name the movie and name the surfer from this soundbite. You know where waves come from? Imagine you're a giant standing in the middle of the Bay of Alaska. You drop a boulder in the water. And the rings fan out. That makes sense to you? Probably not. The movie was in God's hands. The surfer, Patrick Shane Dorian, playing Shane. Big flop, that movie, but mm. uh, I still loved it for uh, a couple of reasons, Vorno. Um, firstly, our mate Matty George wrote the movie and, uh, and starred in it as Mickey. Mm-hmm. The big bald unit, the uh, the surfer just fading away and uh, having real issues with it. But um, yeah, the the flick, the reason I love it, it was it ended up being reality followed art in that sense. The the whole premise for the film is paddling into big waves at Jaws, Shane Dorian on a quest to ride the biggest wave, and it all kind of happened. Yeah, I mean, it, it makes about as much sense as a fucking tangled ball of fishing line. It's fucking all over the shop. Yeah, it is absolutely all over the place. The plot is rando as, but when I first met Matt George, I swear he was like living that Mickey life. Like he was, he was doing that kind of what's that called when you get into a role? It's oh, method acting. Oh yeah, he was fully method acting. I'd go outside at Bell's. He was staying with us. He romanticizes He'd be everything. Skipping and just God, he's a funny dude. Such a legend. And uh, the fact he got that thing made is. Unbelievable It is a real classic Alrighty uh, Question 20 Multiple choice Which film Earned the most At the box office Was it A Point Break B North Shore C Surf's Up D Blue Crush Or E Soul Surfer No surprises here. Uh, we were talking earlier about, you know, which film really hit the mark, which surf film hit the mark, and it, it surfs up $152 million at the uh, the box office. Wow. And uh, I was shocked to see what came in at second place. Uh, didn't even feature in our multiple choice because I, I didn't want to give it the credit, but Point Break 2015, just uh, almost $134 million. Next up was The Shallows, almost $120 million. Uh, point Break came in. The original Point Break came in uh, in fourth spot at 83.5 mil. Then Blue Crush. Then Soul Surfer. Chasing Mavericks. Big Wednesday, 4.5 mil. North Shore, 3.8 million. In God's hands, 1.5. <laughs> 1.5 million? Yeah. 
Yeah, the budget. Mate, I'd been the, ringing the bell over that number. Yeah, well, the budget for the film was ten million. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, yeah. like, you know, um, like if you look at those Hollywood Hollywood films, there though, you, like by far and away, the one that had the biggest cultural impact is Blue Crush for sure. It was like oh. a, it was like a, a Gidget redo. Like everyone talks about surfing, you know, just exploding into popular culture when Gidget mm. came out. Um, that featured. Uh, a professional surfer of the time as well. Mickey Dora was yeah. in that film as a stunt double. And yeah, man, um, that sort of kicked off the very first surf explosion in California. And I think Blue Crush did the same thing for women surfing. It really kind of uh, inspired a whole generation of, of young women to look at Pipeline and these these crazy waves and go, fuck, we can have a, have a crack yeah. at that. Well, they, they well uh, some already were, Rochelle Ballard and... and Kiala Kenley. I'm talking uh, about the especially, you know, but no, 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 eight no. to ten year olds. Who, no, exactly. Who it. No, it was a huge catalyst. We we recognised it in in lineups around Australia and when we were travelling for sure. Blue Crush, hugely uh, impactful. Mm. Um, I think Soul Surfer too probably had a a little bit of uh, petrol to to pour on that fire as well. Just uh, getting people, actually, young surfers like engaged, mm. inspired to get out there. Well, are we giving props to Bill Ballard here? Because he released a film called Blue Crush before Blue Crush came out. Right, and it was yeah. an all uh, all the top women from the tour went on a boat trip together. And um, it was just a high-performance Taylor Steele-like momentum generation of its time. And then Blue Crush came out after. Pretty sure Bill would have worked on that uh, in some way, shape or form. But um, yeah, man, just so cool. So cool that, uh, you know, of, of all the Hollywood surf films, that one is probably holds the most weight. I think so. Uh, but for us, um, Point Break, when that came out on the big screen, I think that was one of the greatest cinema experiences I had as a, a Grom. Uh, it was just, I don't know, it was exciting. The the surfing in it was pretty good. You, you already knew as a, a core surfer that, you know, there was some pretty well-known surfers playing, you know, Doing the stunt work, uh, so yeah, that was a, a big one for Do me. Do you remember where you saw it? Coffs Harbour Cinema. Yeah, Coffs Harbour, mate. The cinema's still there. Same carpet. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I guess me for me, Vaughn, no, no Hollywood surf film really grabbed me like uh, the North Shore uh, for impressionable young surfers um, that we were at the time. We had the whole script memorised. It's iconic, and I think it's worthy of a. Its own section here today mm -hmm. on our Surfing in Hollywood special. So we're going to do uh, some extra questions here from North Shore. Buckle up. Alex, come jump in with us. Question one. See if you can finish these three classic lines from the film. First one's from Vince. You took his stuff. Alex, come jump in with us. You took his stuff. You pound him. You took his stuff. Fun. Love that. Nice. Um, what about this one from uh, Alex Rogers? That wasn't a wave. Alex, come jump in with us. That wasn't a wave. That was a ripple. Yeah. And then Oki chirps up. I've seen bigger waves in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't a wave. That was a ripple. <laughs> seen bigger waves in the toilet. See if you can finish off this line. It's maybe one of the most... Or, or the single uh, most quoted line from any surf film, I think. 
from Turtle. When the wave breaks here, don't be... Wave breaks here, don't be there, or you're gonna get drilled. Mm, classy. That's right. So when the wave breaks here, don't be there, or you're gonna get drilled. Absolute classic. There's, a, there's an old Swellian uh, episode with John Philbin. If you want to trawl through the archives and try and find it, did a QA with Turtle once. Unreal. Core Lord. Question two Where is Rick Kane from? Arizona, that's where he won the wave pool event, won his 500 bucks and bought himself a ticket to go ride the big waves. On Isn't the it a mad dog Go on. that we live in a time where, you know, the Rick Canes are going to start appearing. There's going to be pool surfers who eventually become pro surfers. Like, it's hap- it's going to happen. Inevitable. Question three. That's what we'll end up calling them, eh? Rick Canes. Oh, yeah. Oh, look at this caney. Question three. Who said... I only make boards one way, the right way. Alex, come jump in with it. It was Chandler. Our stepdad. <laughs> Played by Gregory Harrison. You, you, I know you've told this story on Ain't That Swell before, but you got to fill us in again. Yeah, well, uh, in 1984, which is right when North Shore was getting filmed, um, I was travelling through America with mum. You were at home with Dad, but, uh, yeah, Mum took me to Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, while we were over there, she got hooked up on a date with Gregory Harrison, Chandler. And uh, I don't recall what happened, really. I was too young. But I've always loved the idea that, oh. you know, we could have flown home from L.A., Chandler sitting next to Mum on the plane. Oh, yeah. Got back to Australia. Ronnie, this is your new dad, Chandler. <laughs> Call him dad. <laughs> Imagine the pearls. Imagine the surf oh, wisdom mate, we would have been imparted. So of. good. We've been sitting on the beach. He would have been saying, Look out there, Run Duck. Tell me what you see. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it would have been so good. We appear to be watching the ocean. I know. Oh, uh, yeah. But imagine There's that. There's a reef out there, Ronnie. Yeah, and uh, it would have been amazing. It was, and, uh, it was right at that time, though. So, uh, yeah, 84, 85, something around then. And uh, right when North Shore, I think North Shore came out in 1985. So, yeah, mate. Uh, who did mum hook up with after that? I don't know. Oh, it, was, right. it was no Chandler, though. <laughs> uh, oh, no, I know who it was. Trapper John. Trapper John MD from MASH. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Uh, Love you, Mum. Question four. Oki plays himself in the North Shore. Which of his contest wins does Rick Kane mention in the classic driving through the sugar cane scene? Alex, come jump in with it. His two US Open victories. OP Pro, were they called back then? Yeah. Does he call them the OP Pro? Oh, we'll run the soundbite. Question five, multiple choice. In the 2009 Pipe Masters quarterfinals, Dean Dingo Morrison is surfing against Floridian pipe charger Damien Hobgood. In the dying seconds of their heat, Dingo goes full Lance Burkhart to controversially win. What did Dingo do? Did he A, paint his body in zinc and go to a North Shore house party? B, accuse JS of having a single fin mentality and shaping him an old man's board? 
<laughs> C, ask Robbie Page to carry his board. Or D, pull Damar's leash, causing him to fall. The answer is, of course, D. He pulled Damien Hobgood's leash. In a heat. In a heat. In a CT heat at Pipe I can remember the, the fallout after. It just blew up, especially at, at the marshalling area. CJ down, was down there. He was so pissed off. And especially when the uh, on-site announcer, you know, read out that, you know, Dean, it was confirmed, it was official. Dean won the heat. Dingo famously claimed it was an accident. And, uh, well, almost 14 years on, I want to see if that's still the story that Dingo's sticking to. Let's get to the bottom of this. Let's give him a call. Okay. Ronnie. Yeah, Ding. Well, there is a uh, a classic moment in your competitive career which really does. Ah, Hopgood. You pulled a, a full Lance Burkhart. At the Pipe uh, Masters, 2009. Yeah, I did. <laughs> uh, and what I want to know is, uh, Dingo, you've had so much time to reflect on it. Obviously, uh, your memory or, or your your thoughts on the incident were a little cloudy when you, you spoke to people after it all <laughs> went down. But I'm just wondering, yeah. 14 years on, if you've got any more clarity on it? <laughs> well, I mean... I guess what you're asking, and am I going to be honest about it? And I'll be honest about it. <laughs> I, I had priority, right? Yes. And Damo was palling in front of me. There was about a minute left. He needed like a pretty small score. I can't remember what it was, but it was like, might've been a three or a four. Like it was a, you know, he needed nothing. Tape off and you pretty much get it. What, it, what, it, like, what I remember. And, um, he paddled in front of me and my, my arm just like he was so it was in front of me my arm just got it was i was just in his leg rope <laughs> Love and it. Uh, i kept it there for probably a little longer than what i should have <laughs> well that's all i needed mate that sounded like an admission of guilt <laughs> but um yeah. you, you said that they can you know you said you wouldn't have done it on purpose but there might have been a competitive animal within you. Yeah. Perhaps kind of took over and just took control of the situation. Well, the, yeah, I didn't. At, I was like, oh, oh, there we go. That's, <laughs> oh, oh, that's unfortunate for him. <laughs> did you, um, did you have words with him straight away out there in the lineup? Oh, of course. It was just like, it was one of them things that, uh, yeah. It, Words had to be spoken on it because it was a kind of a thing to do. Oh, I love but, it. You know, like, yeah, it was fun. And then I think CJ, you know, like being his twin brother got up me too. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> oh, mate. And the funny thing about those guys is as lovely like as they the are, they're also two of the fiercest yeah. competitors to kind of, you know, get on the bad side of. Oh, they, they, I mean, yeah, I mean, at that level, and, and they were, you know, they were best of the best. Like, you know, obviously, you don't get there from being friends with everyone. You know, like they were, they were feared because they were, they were gnarly. You know, they were gnarly competitors, they were gnarly surfers. And wow. um, yeah. amazing you know, to think yeah. that that was fourteen years ago. But um, let's let's just talk uh, <laughs> surfing in Hollywood for a moment. 
Yep. Um, you know, North Shore is the movie we're referencing. Lance Burkhart. I mean, it was a it was a classic stunt. Chandler was fuming when it happened. But but what's your favourite um, Hollywood film that kind of uh, had pro surfers in it or, or had surfing in it? Oh, mine was Big Wednesday. Absolute yeah. classic. Leroy the Masochist and um, all that. You know, like I love when he like puts oil all over himself and tries to jump in the oven and go, "How you like your holy?" <laughs> <laughs> That's an absolute view. Yeah. I loved when he was trying to uh, avoid being conscripted uh, as well, and he just went full psycho mode. Yeah, yeah, it's a beauty. Look, Dingo, I'm not going to keep you, mate. All I wanted was um, to get to. I wanted the truth. I wanted the truth. I mean, it was. You can't stand the truth. Oh, mate, that's what it's all about. Uh, but you played it beautifully after it all went down. Just you know, it was it was an accident. It was it was all time. And anyone who knows you was just chuckling to themselves. I remember. Uh, Joel and Mick watching it all unfold and just having the best giggle and even bringing up another instance where you'd uh, done it to Damon Harvey. Yeah, oh, I did too. I forgot about that. <laughs> I did. I remember Harvey was he was bumping me for ages. Oh, I love it. And Damien Hopkins got the air, so it was two Damien's. <laughs> <laughs> well, Damien and Damon. <laughs> oh, oh Damon. so good. Yeah. But, uh, mate, you're a repeat offender and we absolutely love you for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that will wrap us up for uh, another week here on Brain Zone. Oh, man, how good to finally get the truth from oh, the thing. Oh, can you believe it? I knew he'd done it on purpose. Dean Morrison and truth are not kind of common. Well, they are now. Words well, that you hear in a sentence. He, but he's he leans clean. into the truth hard Oh, he days. does. No, he's, he's on good. fire. Yeah. He is on fire. But Vorno, uh, you know, to finish this episode... Mm. I was thinking, where can we take it? And there's only really one place you can go. And that is Bodie on the beach at Bells, the 50-year storm. It's the best way to finish off a surf mm. film. Paddling out into oblivion and just throwing yourself over the edge. What a mad dog. Oh, cool, Lord. That's, that's you know, your two choices are this, a life in prison or just paddle out and never paddle in. Gives me goosebumps. Though. Oh, he was he was a gun. And wasn't can he? we just like actually pay tribute to Patrick Swayze? Well, late great Patrick Swayze. I, I think um, I think that that role could have so easily been just burnt, burnt out. You know, like the wrong person in control of that could have just sent it to Cheeseland so easy. But he he walks that fine line of earnestness and understanding that it's. You know what the movie is beautifully made. Like right. the second Bodie in Point Break Two is fucking unbearable. Oh, unbearable! Yeah, I don't know how he did it, but big props to Pat. One of the most versatile actors ever, maybe. Mm. So what? What have you come up with? Well, he nailed Bodie in Point Break. He did. He played a ghost to perfection, oh, slotting in behind Demi Moore, <laughs> crafting all manner of pottery goods. <laughs> and, and then he turned up yeah. in oh, how many of us can – there's been a couple of great dance movies, but none better than Dirty Dancing. No. I mean, old Kev Bacon did pretty well in Footloose. He but, did. you know, nobody put, puts baby in a corner. Swayze's just the man. And – um. That's how we're going to finish off this show. With Bodie singing. With Bodie singing. 
And oh. uh, it, it wasn't part of the, the Point Break soundtrack, but it is one of our favourites. So enjoy it, folks. Give your dog a pat for me, and we'll see you next week. This was never about money for us. It was about us against the system. That system that kills the human spirit. We stand for something. To those dead souls inching along the freeways in their metal coffins, we show them that the human spirit is still alive. She's like the wind through my tree. She rides the night next to me. She leads me through moonlight, only to burn me with the sun. She's taking my heart, but she doesn't know what she's done. Feel the breath in my face, her body close to me. Can't look in her eyes. She's out of my league. Just a fool to believe I have anything she needs. She's like the wind. It's not tragic to die doing what you love. And all I see Is a young old man With only a dream Am I just fooling myself That she'll stop the pain Living without her I go Can't look in her eyes She's out of my league Just a fool to believe I am anything she needs She's like the wind Just a fool to believe She's mine